As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Yo, I'm comfortable talking to Mark Alford. He don't make me feel like I gotta kneel at a dark altar. His colleagues are cool, things are jolly and smooth. Anything else, it'll be part stupid and part awkward. Do your homework before you talk to a vet. Well, thanks for joining us for Getting Comfortable with Mark Alford. Uh, We have a very special guest with us today, Larisha Shively-Vitt, who reached out to me through Facebook and started a conversation, uh, I guess a couple of months ago, and we've kind of become friends, got to know each other through Mm -hmm. our conversations why did you reach out to me originally? Do you remember? Um, I believe that you, you quoted something on, on a transgender article, mm-hmm. and I think I reached out to, to correct, which I kind of... That's all right. Do that too, way too much. Um, so I reached out, correct the information. I can't even remember what it was about, but yeah, we started the conversation from there. And I've really learned a lot from you because you are a transgendered individual. Yes, it's it's transgender. There's no we don't become transgendered. Okay. So it's yeah. It's a, it's a. So just say you're transgendered. I am I am a transgender woman. A I'm transgender not, woman. Okay. You don't. Yeah. I'm not trans. You don't. You can't put the ed on the end because it, it's not an action. Gotcha. So yeah. You we, are a transgender woman. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes. I keep hearing the d. Okay. No, I'm yes. not saying. <laughs> I'll get. No, it right. I heard. Yeah, it's fine. You're a transgender woman. Yes. What point in your life did you know that you were different? I, I knew I knew early. First grade. Really? I mean, that was the earliest, yeah. You know, um, all the boys were over there playing with their cars, and yeah, I like cars, so I would play with them and enjoy, you know, and to make it look good. Um, but I always wanted to play more with, with the girls. Um, and... It's just where I felt more comfortable being me. Um, raised in a very religious family, it was, it was like, uh, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. And um, there were many times that I was asked if I needed to go to see a mental doctor. And, because you, know, you were playing with the girls? Because I played with the girls all well, the no, time. No, no, no. In fact, well, my best friends are girls. It was, uh, it was more of the, I was extremely emotional back then. Mm-hmm. And and I had a lot of female m- mental traits, emotional traits. Like what? Um, I was uh, very quiet and inner. Um, I I cry at the drop of the hat. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'd get yelled at. I know I was. You know, was that why so did you? So you were sensitive. I was very sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Are you still that way? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think I'm more more sensitive. Yeah. Well, you seem very extrovert and sure of yourself now. Uh, I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm. Um, yeah, if, if I had my druthers, I'd be at home in my own little world doing my own little thing. But yeah, Is this uncomfortable for you here? Uh, yeah. Really? It is. But well, why are you here then? Because 
the way my life is going with, uh, with what I'm trying to do with uh, my book, uh, my publishing company, I know that I'm going to have to be out mm. in the public from time to time. And, you know, practice, no matter how good or bad you are, the more you practice, the better you get. Right. So um, I put on a good show. Well, you're doing good so far. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, no, no, not at all. I always wonder because I'm, I'm a ham. And so for me, I love being a Yes, I noticed people. that. <laughs> but but I, I do know that uh, public speaking is the number one fear over dying. Oh, absolutely. So but, I, it's always... I. I'm trying to get a sense for how other people deal with being in public and uh, especially if you're um, someone who is different in our uh-huh. society that traditionally has not been accepted. That's got to be tough for you. It is. And that's one of the reasons where I try stay away from people as much as possible. But at the same time, I know it's not healthy for me to lock myself in my house and work from my computer, write books, do my artwork and just not be, you know, anti-socialism. Human mm. beings are social people. When you go out in public, what is the reaction you get? Um, I get a lot of smiles. Um, we live in Shawnee. Mm-hmm. Um, they just pla- the, passed the, the NDO, the non-discrimination ordinance. Right. Um, and I was just thrilled. Um, I messaged the mayor through Facebook, uh, Stephanie Meyer, and I uh, said, thanks, you know. But... Um, do you feel like some people are still not accepting? You know, for you? the most for the most part, here in Kansas City, I, I feel that in general, we have very few people that would get up in my face about it. Um, and it's it's mostly I shoot the smile, people smile back, mm-hmm. and when you're out there and you know people are looking at you, and because you know I am six foot two. Um, whether whether I'm genetic f- female or transgender, being a woman that's six foot two is is kind of a weird thing. Right. You know, it's not something, you know. You don't see a lot of six two women. No. Abby comes close. Abby, yeah. But you're actually taller than her. You yes. just met her. Yes. <laughs> um, I think Tyra Banks is six really? foot two. Yes. Um, so I, I know that people look at me, and, and the only time we do is when I do, I make sure I lock eyes. It's it's even though it's a split second, it's an educational hmm. opportunity. Do you feel people are judging you when they see? Sometimes, you? I mean, it, it dep- actually depends on the person. Um, I can read the body language, mm-hmm. um, especially in the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see if if somebody is is not happy with you just by looking mm-hmm. at their eyes. And I've learned to pay attention to everything around me, uh, people's movements, who comes in the door, who comes out of the door. Um, and I'm always aware of possible threats because, you know, they're out there. We've had um, 20 murders so far of transgender women. Uh, they were women. Of, most of them were women of mm-hmm. color. Right. But 20 this year. And several here in the metro. Yes. That yeah. really hasn't gone reported as such. I mean, Correct. it may be mentioned or you have to put two and two together. But they were transgender mm-hmm. women. Did I say mm-hmm. Transgender yes. women, uh, mainly of color who were killed, and not necessarily for their transgenderism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful here. But, but that may have been a factor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know until you 
yeah. talk to the assailant and find out. I mean, everybody. So you're gonna, you, you're being a former military person. Mm-hmm. You're you're on alert always for always. potential threats. Yeah, even though you're six two. Yes. No. You know, um, my my wife and I go go out together a lot. When I go out, um, I usually have somebody with me. Um, and that's one reason I'm, I'm shaking is because I'm out of the house by myself. Where'd you meet your wife? Facebook. Really? <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a Facebook group that we, we belonged to. Um, it was a lesbian coffee group. Um, great group, bunch of great women. Um, and totally inclusive. And uh, we were talking. I was having one of my bad days. And um, along with, because along with the, with, uh, going through what I'm going through, people's reaction, there's depression issues. Mm. Um, what do you get depressed about? Or is it more of a chemical thing? Um, it, it's a little, little bit of both. Situational. A little, little bit of both. Um, you know, I have the chemical imbalance, and, it, and it's nothing to do with the hormones. It's, mm. it's just, you know, my brain, people have mental illness. It happens. That's, that's me. I've got... You know, anxiety, depression, PTSD, lots of wonderful numbers and letters that the doctor has given me. But um, traumatic issues when, like, when my parents disowned me. Um, when did that happen? Um, a few years ago. <laughs> yes. Mm. I believe it was over politics. But you told them... Oh, over politics. Yeah, we'll it was over politics. Okay. It was over politics. Are they Trump supporters? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're, we're steering clear of that. But uh, I want to go back to first grade. Yes. And, and I'm sorry I'm skipping around. Oh, no, no, no. Because I, I know that you said you do battle depression. Did you have that in first grade when you first realized that you weren't like all the other boys in your school? Um, I, I believe I did. I mean... It wasn't a big thing. You well, it was a big thing, but back in the eighties and in late seventies, it's not something you talked about. Mm. And and kids picked up that quick, you know. Well, we didn't have the term even transgender back then. I don't believe it was transsexual. It was transsexual, and that's not allowed. That's not a good term anymore, right? It, it depends on the transsexual is is more of a specific. It's for, um, and it's what used to, they used to refer to as a trans, when a transgender woman Mm -hmm. goes through the actual transition and from sexual reassignment surgery. Correct. Okay. Or gender affirmation surgery. Oh, new term, gender affirmation surgery. Yeah, but um, the the acronym GAS really is kind (laughs) of weird. So, all right. You're funny, Larson. I try. So what about persons who, particularly men, who like to dress up in women's clothes those for are some the, gratification the, out of that, like um, Marv Albert or J. Edgar Hoover? Those are, uh, those are called transvestites, you know, just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, and that's and still an acceptable term? I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I keep myself away, and with the surgeons of the transgender youth, which I would talk about later because that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I've started publishing. Um, so much more has come out um, with, with um, bisexuals are making more 
prevalence in the in the gay community, as long with uh, asexuals, pansexuals, um, and there's probably more that I, I that I don't know about. Um, I call it the rainbow alphabet because you know they keep adding letters. Um, and now I lost my total train of thought. That's I apologize. Right. I'm skipping around. <laughs> we were back in first grade. Uh-huh. I was talking about, about depression. depression and your parents. And then we got on the topic of different terminologies for... Mm-hmm. So how your parents tried to get you... They thought you needed help, right? No, no. They, they would make hints that I would, you know, if, if I didn't change my behavior, they'd take me to a doctor, oh, quote unquote. Yeah. And did this come from uh, their religious beliefs? Yeah. Um, my, my dad is from a large Catholic family, mm-hmm. and my mother is from a large Southern Baptist family. So, yeah, I got it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the whole Catholic school thing going on with the, with, the, with the nuns. I went to Catholic school until the eighth grade. So at what point did you tell them that you were really female? I kept it in until 2001. 2000 is when I came out. So for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mostly because of, of religious indoctrination. You know, I'm not, I'm not against Christianity. I'm against organized religion. Um, we should be able to be, giving, be given the facts, but not only from one source, but from all over. I mean, and that comes with religion and theological um, knowledge as well. We were all given uh, a brain and a mind and, and a way to think, and especially in in this political climate, I see a lot of a lot of followers and not a lot of people who are thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, a lot of emotion gets involved, and I totally understand that. When uh, when the military ban was first introduced, before it went uh, before the 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 courts got involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it I used was, to be "Don't ask, don't tell." Uh huh. Um, and then I, I was, when when Mr. Obama got in and, and, mm-hmm. and lifted everything, I was great. If if I could have transitioned while in the military, I would have stayed in. I was in for six years, and I would have been a lifer. Hmm. But it was getting to the point where there was uh, it was all starting to boil over. Um, I got out in 1999. Um, bought a house. And um, I was in my garage. I, I like to play with cars. I had my first car was a 1948 Chevy. Wow! And uh, my dad was into old hot rods, so I was getting into them as well. And it was just something I liked as a kid. Um, but that the garage was my escape. I went out there. I was away from family, friends, everything, and that was my time. Um, but it got to the point um, that. I had a 100-foot extension cord wrapped around my neck, and I was ready to take the step. In the garage? In the garage. It was wrapped around the rafters. Um, I had taken the car all the way apart down to just the frame and tires, and it rolled really, really well. So I stood up on the frame, and I was getting ready to kick it out from underneath me. Um, I, had a, I had a religious, spiritual, coming to Jesus kind of moment. Um, there was a hand on my right shoulder. Um, I could feel the weight of it, and then a thought came into my head that was totally against what I was going. My thought process at the time was my family and my friends would have been better off without me because I was so broken. Um, 
But the thought came to me, which was totally said that your son would be better off being raised by two women than one parent. So, and, and that, was, that was the time that I, I realized um, the universe, a God, whatever you believe in was telling me that, yeah, you are who you are. And if, it's cause, if this is causing you this much pain, take the steps to what, to what you need to do to be happy. Mm. And um, are you happy now? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my journey's not complete. Um, I've got technically one little surgery left. And, um, but at this moment, I am, I am happy. And, and, and I, that's one of those things I realized on my way to the office yesterday. I was like, you know, the way things are going, my life is great. Um, I don't have a, a mansion to live in. I've got a really small duplex in Shawnee, mm -hmm. but you know what? The rent's paid, the electricity's on, and I got Fox 4 morning news every morning. You know, how can it get better than that? <laughs> Brownie points for Larissa over here. I, like I said, I try. <laughs> I got jokes. They may not be good, yeah. but I got them. <laughs> you still battle with depression, though, occasionally, right? Yes, I do. Um, I'm on medication. Uh, the Veterans Administration mm -hmm. is, is great for um, helping with depression, and they're actually really good with um, LGBTQ+. Uh, support hmm. medically. Um, they'll take care of pretty much everything except the actual um, gender, gender affirmation, affirmation surgery. Yeah. See, I'm learning these terms. Except for the gas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, give us where do you get that done? Um, there are several places. Uh, Here in town? Um, actually, KU does the gender really? affirmation surgery. I didn't yes. know that. I've talked to... Um, what does that cost? Total, total, I don't want to say total package, but the, total... The the actual the actual um, Tijuana tuck and roll. Yes. Um, I'll let you use the terms and I'll laugh. You Whenever know, um, is I call it I call it a plumbing upgrade. I'm going from outdoor to indoor plumbing. Okay. Um, but and, and that actually varies. There's there's a lot of hospitals that are taking advantage of the transgender people and actually charging anywhere from twenty to forty thousand just for the gender reassignment and that's just you know when you don't have insurance right Very this is all out of pocket right yeah it's all out of pocket can you make payments they allow you to make payments um, or you have to save up for there's it? there's there's you know there's credit options that mm -hmm. you can get and i went from having really bad credit because i quit using credit and now i have no credit and you know so those are not a th that's not an option for me mm. so um yeah i gotta do this the hard way go fund me I've tried to go yeah. fund me. I've actually got a GoFundMe account on there, but uh, mm. I don't think people see actual gender reassignment mm. as as a medical emotional need. Why is it important for you to have the ch a complete change in physiology? Because psych psychologically, you seem complete. Why is it important to have the completion of the physiology? Well, I, I started this. I started this trip in 2000, 2001. Actually, February third, two thousand one, the day after the ice storm, and that's how I remember it. Wow, I remember that storm. Um, Nobody had power no, for a week. But uh, I went to the clinic on, down there on Southwest Boulevard, and that was the first time I got my prescription for hormones. And you know, and I celebrate February third as my second birthday every year. Um, 
there's a few clinics, but there's, you know, it's not that, there's not that much available for transgender persons. It's helping, it's getting there mm -hmm. um, slowly. Um, the whole uh, current administration is, is a big roadblock. And yeah. Um, the Trump administration? Yes, yes. How so? Um, well, we have the, the, the Supreme Court going right now. In fact, there's a case just hit today. Uh, it's the first couple of days in session for the 2019 session. They're hearing a very important case that's going to be a landmark decision on uh, discrimination against LGBTQ plus mm -hmm. individuals uh, and whether that is permissible or whether when uh, it talks about sex, if that is uh, uh, gender or an act or orientation. I think that's how it's laid out there. Correct. Um, they're they're thinking they they want to define sex as biological sex, mm -hmm. and take orientation and, and identity com completely out of the equation, therefore legally erasing the LGBTQ community. If that makes sense, it's it's an attempt to you know, as soon as the Trump administration came into power, everything on the government website relating to the LGBT community was gone. They took it all off. What was up. on there that was stricken? Um, th there was stuff on there about, um, you know, they would do about pride, and Obama was a great, great supporter of the LGBT community. Um, you know, there was government offices and government help for LGBT community, and, and there was a lot of information on the website. And um, they took it all off. And any mention of LGBTQ, uh, gay, lesbian, or transgender person is just um, was was gone like do, overnight do members of the LGBTQ plus community want acceptance or affirmation or both from the rest of the population I think they want both they want to be accepted as into society as who they are and you know when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror that's you no matter what you like, what you think, what you do, each person, each individual sees themselves in a different way. Um, the transgender brain is, is kind of weird. Um, I've had done a lot of research and reading on this because when I first realized that this was being transgender, in first grade, you don't know what this is. Right. You just know how this feels. And now when... Um, I, I think they're coming out, you know, younger, younger, younger. We have a, a more open society, and they're not as afraid, even as, you know, four, five, six, ten. I was scared to death. You know, this is not something you, you talk about. Mm -hmm. If you talk about it, they're going to send me away. You know, and that's what I went through. That's, that's how I felt. So the transgender brain... Basically has, or the, the brain has three things in there that you have your genetic sex, your X and Y chromosomes. Okay. That should, that should, when a child is born, that should determine their, their genetic biological sex. But even the X and Y chromosomes have variations also. So you have variations of intersex, uh, intersect individuals. Because everyone has traits of both male Absolutely. and female, just like God. Absolutely. 
absolutely. There's, there's, everybody has a duality. Mm-hmm. But for each person, that duality is, is going to um, rock one way or the other on the, on the pendulum. Um, with, with a transgender person, yeah, you've, you're, you are genetically male. But there's actually a there's a Swiss study that was done back uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s that said that there's an actual spot in the brain that determines that tells you what you identify as, and it's a different size. The spot hmm. was a different size between women and and genetic women, genetic men. So they they did a study of kebab, cadavers. And they took that part of the brain. And mm-hmm. for women, it's smaller. For men, it's larger. And they found out for transgender women and men, th- for transgender women, that part of the brain was more female. It was smaller. And um, so there's an actual part. And our orientation is, is sexual orientation, uh, gender identity, and uh, genetic. Those are all separate, though. Your orientation, Those are all right? separate. Yeah, they're all separate individuals, uh, individual entities in themselves in different parts of us. Now, most of most of you people are lucky, and they all mesh together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some of us, for some reason. Um, it doesn't sink. It, it, yeah, it didn't sink. And I used to think, um, it, it took me a while to realize there's a reason. There's a reason for everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, my purpose in life is to educate um, and inspire. You know, this is a situation where there are a lot of... The transgender world is, is opening up. The entire, entire LGBTQ world is opening up. And Why do some people see that as a threat? I, you know, I, um, I see that a lot of it as a threat. Um, there's, there's kind of a joke between the gay and, and the LGBT community that that these people that are so upset are actually in the closet. They don't want to get caught, so they point the, point the finger at, at somebody right. else and say, that's hey, not look what they're the doing. Case. No, it's not. But, um, so what do you think is at the heart of people's unacceptance and feeling like it is a threat? You know, what makes people feel and do, I, I don't know. Um, there's uh, misguided theological uh, portions here, um, but I think this is something that is a cycle, and it's learned from generation to generation to generation, because children are going to listen to, are going to hear what their, what their parents say, and if their parents aren't for it, for one reason or another, um, it's going to grow up, oh, my dad doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. you grew up idolizing your dad, I know I did, if it was a General Motors car and he couldn't put it back together and fix it, you needed a new car, I idolized him. So uh, our children, children do that too. And what you say, what you do, and your reactions, they're going to pick up on. You know, and a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, my daddy says, my mommy says, mm-hmm. you know, if we don't te- teach our kids to be open and accepting, this whole cycle of hatred is going to continue. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it starts at the, at, at the family level. Aside from the political differences with your parents, did you reconcile with your father? No, we have not. We have not spoken in probably two, three years. But you were 
transgender before oh. that. I mean, yeah, that he... was that was kind of weird. Um, they were okay with me being transgender, but they refused to um, use proper pronouns. Or uh, I, I had my name changed several years ago, and so they still refused to call me by. We call it dead naming, and it's you know for the transgender community. Once you've had that legal name, or you once you've accepted yourself for who you are, and you took on your new name, that's that's your identity. That's who you are. You're no longer the other person. The other person. Hmm. So do you um, even say your old name anymore? I don't even want to know what it from, is. From time to time, yeah, from time to time. Um, but, but it's like it's a, is it kind of like an out of body experience when you think about that other person that that's not me it never was well, and my name was was a very common common name and every time uh you I hear that name every time i yeah it's i start your head turned still you know bit. i have to stop myself and then after a while i'm like after a while that was at first and then i just like cringe how did you choose larissa it was a version of my uh, oh okay gotcha, gotcha so at the time i was trying to make accommodations for my parents because I know it's it, it's not easy on mm. on the family because you've grown up knowing this person is this and especially I can see it now parents are realizing that their children were hurting so much for most for all this time in their life and today's society is so amazing because these younger children are you know they have the courage to go up to their parents and say I'm I'm not Bob I'm not Jim. I'm I'm this. Um, and they are saving themselves so much pain doing that. It's 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 un- and, and possibly their life. Absolutely, absolutely. There are a lot of of children, uh, LGBTQ youth, um, that that don't don't have it so good. Um, disowned, kicked out of the house. Um, there are a lot of LGBTQ homeless youth, even here in Kansas City. Who've uh, been disowned by their parents, and that's why they're homeless? Yep. They have no place to go. What do they do? They have, actually, there's, it's a nice little subculture. I learned about this from a friend of mine, because, you know, I, I've kept myself, through my transition, away from everybody. But I have uh, a really dear friend, um, Kelly, who's, who grew up almost on the streets as, as a young trans woman. Um, she would do drag shows and uh, other things to help with her transition. She didn't have any support. She did it all on her own, and, and the woman is just amazing um, because she did it on her own. But she has showed me a small culture of the LGBTQ youth, and the homeless one, she said they had little houses that you know they would have one gay gay lesbian or transgender uh, house mother mm-hmm. to take care of the whole house make sure they were going to school make sure they were doing this you know uh, making something of themselves and uh, Marcia Johnson she was the the trans lady um, that actually kind of uh, started the whole Stonewall Inn thing um, she had what they called star house and it was a it was kind of a place for homeless uh, LGBTQ youth that she took care of. Um, I've I'm working with my this wonderful friend of mine Kelly, and we're going to try to open a Star House Kansas City. Wow! So I want to have I want to be able to take care of those. I mean, 
it, it's rough, it's tough, but these these kids are still worth it. They they need to have that opportun- opportunity to uh, find out their skills and talents and and thrive. Hmm. And you know uh, that's the whole transgender LGBTQ thing that we're working on is we are fighting for our right to exist. And and it's weird that we even have to have this legislation that that has to define our gender and, and who we are. And protect you in the workplace. We should not need be, need to be protected. We should not need any kind of extra, uh, you know, extra laws to to protect Your basic uh, nobody human should rights. No, human rights are human rights. Whether you know whether I wear a dress or where I whether I wear jeans, um, you know whether I knit or um, I'm a house cleaner. I work on cars. No matter who you are, and in in our constitution, we the people, we are granted inalienable unalienable rights of not to own a gun, mm-hmm. but life, liberty, life, and liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I'm sorry, Mr. Trump, you're harsh and mellow. Hmm. You are really, I mean, the administration is really, we had made so, so many strides under the Obama administration. But he did campaign as being friendly to the LGBT oh, community. Yeah. He, he did. But if you notice the picture of him using the, wearing the big rainbow flag yes. he was waving, the LGBTQ plus was written in Sharpie. So what's uh, the significance of that? It was it was an add-on last minute. Or it was what? an add-on last minute. You know, it was. I actually take it as as uh, an insult. Mm. We didn't have a proper flag with proper we didn't care cut out yeah. letters and stitching and yeah exactly. We didn't take the time. Do you think the religious right has had something to do with that? Is is oh, absolutely. influence? Oh, absolutely. In the White House. Oh, absolutely. Um, Billy Graham, um, Robert Jeffries from mm-hmm. Dallas. Oh, absolutely. A lot of the pastors who are counseling um, President Trump. And, and and I find that weird because they, you, we have all of these um, people on the right, and when you hear about things on the news about um, uh, child trafficking, um, the the rape. Um, and molestation, mm-hmm. you always see these high-profile um, conservative men pop up. You know, they, there was a guy from uh, um, Arizona recently. I was reading um, this morning. I just glanced at it that uh, he's been indicted for uh, uh, child trafficking, mm. um, the, mon- the, the minority children. Wow. So, Yeah. Speaking of skills, you told me in the coffee room that you used to work, uh, you were in the Army, Mm -hmm. you did several tours overseas, and you worked on Apache helicopters. Mm -hmm. Tell tell me about that. Ah, the AH AH-64 Apache helicopter. Um, Great aircraft. Um, It's a fighting machine. Yeah, it's a tank killer. Mm -hmm. Um, I joined the military, and I was 22. Um, I wasn't quite right out of high school, and it was one of those things. I thought if I had got a girlfriend, and I joined the military, and I got married, and I did all this manly stuff, it'd all go away. Um, Your desire to be a woman? Exactly. Um, and that's something that... Um, did you get married? 
oh yeah, I got married. Um, I've got my son is um, twenty six. Mm-hmm. He's got a birthday next month. Doing What's great. your relationship with him like? He's twenty six. He's doing his own thing. Um, we talk from time to time on Facebook. Um, I'm going to see about getting together with him. Good. Uh, next be, month for his birthday. His birthday's awesome. coming up. Um, he lives in North Kansas City. Um, yeah. What about your ex-wife? Ex-wife, um, we still we still talk. Um, she's actually extremely conservative. Um, she's a, a big supporter of Hannity and Glenn Beck. Um, so politically, we don't. So you don't have jive. a lot of peaceful Thanksgivings together. No, no, we don't. <laughs> um, All right, back to the Apache. I'm sorry, a spider web. Back to the Apache helicopter. You can take apart a whole Apache helicopter, yes. put it back together. Sixteen. Um, when when I first got to Germany, I was with the Second Squadron, Sixth Cavalry Regiment, um, part of the Eleventh Aviation Brigade in Ilsheim, uh, Germany. Um, I actually got to see the fruits of Mr. Clinton's uh, drawdown while I was in the military. Mm-hmm. I actually had friends in the military that lost their jobs. Wow. That was kind of wild. Um, they either got out or they had to reclassify. Um, but that was all part of the restructure. The When we went to Germany, I was part of a, a larger maintenance group. Um, I was in charge of what they called phase maintenance. Um, and every 150 hours of flight hours, you bring the aircraft in, you tear it apart, inspect it nose to tail, top to bottom, inside and out. And at that same time, you you have time to um, there's a debt cord that goes around the the side windows that burns the during a crash it burns out and mm-hmm. you can escape if you're laying on your on the doors um, but that's stuff like that gets changed um, any any discrepancies things that are kind of broken but can still make the mission um, we called it partially mission capable those got fixed then. Um, smaller issues mm-hmm. that had just kind of been. Uh, I got to see um, logbooks from aircraft go from paper logbooks to laptop logbooks. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, um, the so Apache. How, how does that fit into your book you've written? It's called entitled Dragon Squadron. Oh yeah, um, I, there's a lot of me, and it fits mm-hmm. like it's like this broadcast. It, there's bits and pieces kind of scattered about the book, but it all draws together. Um, I drew upon my my military experience with uh, with helicopters, and since I worked on helicopters, I I have discovered I had an affinity for military uh, vintage military a- aircraft. Um, when I left Germany, I went to I was went back to North Carolina, and I joined the army. I was my unit was the Army version of the Flying Tigers. Hmm. When, uh, you know, back in the 50s, the Army and the Air Force split part, we kept part of the, the Flying Tiger tradition. So I was with the first of the 229th. Um, I got into the history, um, the um, American Volunteer Group that flew in China and over the jungles of Burma. Uh, Greg Boynton was big in there, Pappy Boynton from the Black Sheep Squadron. I was yeah. big about that when I was a kid. Um, reading and, 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 and enjoying all that, I, I put that in the book. Um, and then I drew from my own personal experiences. Um, I do have a transgender character in the book. And it was a way for me to vent all my frustrations and, mm. and, and 
my feelings and what I was going through. Almost like journaling. Yeah, in a way. And this is a, for me, it was a fictional way to bring out a message. Um, Where can people find the book, Dragon Squadron? We are getting ready to do the third print. Um, originally, I, I self-published. Mm-hmm. I didn't do so good. So um, I stepped back. Um, I had the e-version on Amazon, uh, Google, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have a link uh, on my website, theworksoflmvit.com. Um, I've got a buying link on there. Kindle version is the only thing available. We're hoping to go uh, with the next printing by November. We want the next printing to be ready, and it's going to come out in hardback. Cool. You also uh, love to barbecue and smoke. Oh, yes. That's the plan for later. (laughs) I've seen your pictures of the brisket. Amazing. You did not bring any here for us today. No. I will have some Friday. I'm having an open house, uh, 628 at the my publishing company office um it's kind of a hobby that's as 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 a disabled transgender veteran jobs aren't out there hmm. um i i the last job i worked is in last time i worked is 2015 and that's when my ang- a lot of my anxiety my ptsd started to manifest um so i stepped away it, when I first came out, I was working for a place called Aerospeed Warehouse. Um, I had talked to HR. I talked to my boss. Um, at the time, everything was hunky-dory. I came out. I started transitioning. Um, about three, year, three months into my transitioning, I was fired. Um, they, they did not. They, of course, they're not going to tell you it's because you're transgender. And at that time... Kansas didn't have any protections. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the protections statewide we don't have still. Um, I'm sure Governor Governor Kelly is, is working on that as well. So, but that's what the Supreme Court case is about, absolutely we're talking about. So you and were directly, in your opinion, affected by absolutely by that. That's that's yeah. uh, that's going to be my you know. Well, we'll see how it turns out. They'll have a decision in June or July on that. Yeah, my my question is if. You can fire me for being transgender and not hire me, f- hire somebody because they're gay. How do we find work and how do we not end up on the social security system? Hmm. I, I don't think the, the whole picture is being seen here because if we can't find work, we're going to be on food stamps. We're going to be on social security disability. And like anybody else, we just want to have, we have the right to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And part of that is is having a a satisfying career that, you know, helps make our wishes and dreams come true because everybody else wants to have a nice place to live. They want to be able to drive a decent car. You know, people need to, people need to work to live, not live to work. And Society's so messed up, Mark. You've We're found, working on it, though. You've found happiness, though, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to make it a point and try through this whole process, through uh, um, this particular uh, 
radio podcast, um, authenticity is important. Hmm. No matter what people think, the only thing that matters, the only person's opinion that matters about who you are is you. Because you are the only person that can define who you are. Very well said. And that's why you matter. It ties into our campaign for mental health. And uh, Larissa, I so much appreciate you being oh, absolutely. here. Thank you for getting comfortable with Mark Alford. Yo, I'm comfortable talking to Mark Alford. He don't make me feel like I gotta kneel at a dark altar. His colleagues are cool, things are jolly and smooth. Anything else, it'll be part stupid and part awkward. Do your homework before you talk to a vet. That way you won't get no static camera from tech. I'm on my own planet. I'm in my zone, damn it. I see a Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.